You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 93 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have another incredible episode we actually have on our first returning guest who is like a full-time guest i mean we've had little like ins and outs at like red carpets or events or whatever um but this time we have our first guest who uh is going to just it's their show you know this week um and that guest is if you don't know already is annalise scarpacci who just recently released a brand new album that is available on all music platforms so wherever you listen to music whether it's apple music on spotify uh whatever you wherever you listen uh She's got her music there, and uh, it's an album that you will literally have on repeat for many weeks because that's literally what's been happening at uh, the Tokash household. So um, this is on repeat for me, and I was so excited to talk to her. There's been news with Dowfire and extending its hiatus and everything like that. So it was great to talk to her again and kind of get her side of everything and get some scoop. And uh, I think it's a great episode, and I think that you're all really going to like it. Um, This kind of episode really focuses on what she's up to nowadays. Um, if you really want to know more about Annalise herself and uh, kind of what her start is and everything like that, go listen to the first episode that we had with her, which was episode seven. Um, you can we talk about Matilda, we talk about a Christmas story, we talk about her uh, with performing with Crohn's disease. Um, so we talk about all of that, and that those conversations aren't really in this one. It's more uh, focused on what she's up to now, and she's graduating, and she's doing Doubtfire, and she just released music, and all of that. So if you're into that stuff, and you really enjoyed this week's episode, and you're kind of a late uh, listener to Take a Bow, I definitely recommend you go check out Annalise's episode number seven, uh, which is really, really good. It's some great conversation. And that was during the pandemic. So uh, some exciting conversations in both episodes that uh, I think that you will all enjoy. But before we head to part two of Annalise Garpacci on Take a Bow, Let's talk about some Broadway news, shall we? It's been a pretty busy week with Broadway news going on. I think the the headline of all of the news, uh, really, or the most exciting news, is the Court Theater is going to be renamed to the James Earl Jones Theater. Uh, the Court Theater has had has been the Court Theater for over a hundred years. So the fact that they're renaming it the James Earl Jones Theater is huge it's a huge change it's awesome it just goes to show um kind of what james earl jones did for the theater and all the contributions that he made to the theater uh it's an awesome way awesome way to to honor him and highlight all of the incredible things that he's done for broadway and uh and, and theater in general so the fact that he's now getting his own theater named after him is really really cool and uh that's something that we can look out for maybe we can be like one of the first audiences in the james earl jones theater even though it's still the court the- like it's still the same theater it's just being renamed let's talk about uh the award ceremony that happened uh, there was a sag after awards show um that was on tv which is awesome i really enjoyed that ceremony they really they kept things really fast they did it all in two hours um obviously it's not uh the oscars or the emmys or anything like that but you know and it has less like 
awards and everything that the Oscars and Emmys have. But I think that the way that SAG did it was was wonderful. And it was awesome to see some theater being represented at these awards, which is SAG-AFTRA is like the union. And it was cool to see some theater being represented at the SAG Awards because the SAG Awards are really focused around, you know, movies and TV, whereas you don't always see theater involved in it. So the fact that they included theater like they did, you know, featuring Lin-Manuel Miranda, David Diggs, Leslie Odom Jr. to open the whole ceremony. Um, And then, of course, Ariana DeBose won for her performance in West Side Story, which, by the way, she became the first Black queer artist to win a SAG Award. It was awesome. And when she she had this beautiful uh, acceptance speech, and she mentioned that she had the hardest time calling herself an actor because she comes from Broadway. You know, that's her. She is a dancer. She's her roots are Broadway. So like to call herself an actor really took her a long time. So it was just really fascinating uh, to be able to to hear that speech. And then, of course, um, see theater being brought up in speeches and everything, you know, casting directors were shouted out, like all the things that kind of are underrepresented in, in the industry were shouted out. And I thought that was really cool. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of that. Overall, I just thought it was really great. And hopefully, um, I know there's a lot going on right now in the world. Um, and it seems like there's always like dramatic historical events happening during these award ceremonies time but the way that they did it was just so great and uh hopefully we'll see hopefully the emmys and oscars and all of that will take note because i think that the sag awards did a really really good job so shout out to them and shout out to everyone involved who who won who was nominated who was there everyone just huge congrats to across the board for sure um, I wanted to shout out uh, my friend Matteo Liscano, who has been on the podcast before, because he is making his Broadway debut this weekend. He's not performed on Broadway yet. Uh, he is a swing in Dear Evan Hansen, and we talked about that when he was on the show. And this weekend is the first time he will be able to go on and perform. And guess who he's making his Broadway debut as? You guessed it, Evan Hansen. Can you, like... That's awesome. Like to say like, oh, what was your Broadway debut? Oh, um, it was this show like Evan Hansen. Oh, cool. Who'd you play? Evan Hansen. Oh my God. Like that's so cool. Congrats, Mateo. Break a leg. I hope I can be there. I don't know if I can yet, but uh, TBD and uh, you're going to kill it and uh, you you deserve it all. So I'm really excited for, for you to go out and show everyone what you got. Plaza Suite actually took their first bow on Broadway and this show stars Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. It, it officially opens on March 28th. But uh, previews already began. So very exciting stuff. It looks awesome. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broadwick, like, what more do you need to say? Like, those names will put people in their seats. They're married and all of that. So I'm really intrigued. I don't know much about the, the plot and everything, but it the photos, the all of it, it just like looked great. It seems like the plot needed some work from what I was reading. But uh, nonetheless, they said that it was like worth just going for the performances. So go check it out. Plaza Suite. It, it looks great. I mean, again, Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. So like, go check it out. I know I definitely will. Um, and uh, another exciting news about uh, coming to Broadway or Broadway Bows. Kimberly Akimbo announced that they will be transferring to Broadway in September after making an off-Broadway debut at the Atlantic Theatre Company in December of last year. This is awesome. I went to go see the show off-Broadway, and I just fell in love with it. I went and saw my friend Sky Lissa Friedman, who I will definitely have on the show to talk about it and to talk about the Broadway transfer. Um... This show is awesome. It definitely needed a little bit of work, but um, I think that they have plenty of time to, you know, kind of reshape things and do what they need to do to get it ready for a Broadway run. Um, they will be keeping their entire cast, which is super exciting because that cast was amazing. Uh, and uh, Vicki Clark, Bonnie Milligan, um, there's just so many great actors in it and a lot of great young performers um, a couple Jimmy Award finalists and all of that. So this is definitely one you'll want to keep an eye out for. It's got a great story. It's got a great message. So uh, keep your eye out for Kimberly Akimbo. It's very good. Um, and another one that's coming to Broadway. Oh my God, there's so many things happening. Uh, POTUS starring Vanessa Williams, Julianne Hoff, Lily Cooper, 
Lee Deloria and Rachel Dratch are and more will open at the Schubert Theater on May 9th with previews beginning April 14th. So this show literally like came out of the blue. Like I hadn't heard a thing about it. I don't know if any of you have listening, but um, literally it was just randomly announced this weekend that this show is coming to Broadway. It's got this stellar, stellar cast. It's got an unbelievable cast. Um, as I mentioned, the the five leading li- leading ladies. And it's Selena Fillinger's Broadway debut as a playwright. And it's got a bit of a longer name, but it's really long and I'm going to keep it PG. So POTUS, keep an eye out for it. It begins April 14th, but doesn't really officially open till May 9th. Uh, it's with that great cast. It's a limited run runs till about august um hopefully they'll have extensions and stuff but we'll see i figured something like this would happen because of the craziness with mockingbird and them having to move out of the schubert theater it makes sense that a show like this with some absolute star power is uh is going to be taken over the schubert theater so check it out keep an eye out do all the things potus you'll you'll definitely want to go see it some other exciting news, West Side Story is officially streaming on Disney Plus and HBO Max now. Uh, it actually started yesterday, Wednesday, March 2nd, um, and now today is, of course, Thursday, March 3rd. Um, so you can go check that out on Disney Plus or HBO Max, whatever you have a subscription to. If you don't have a subscription, text your friend, get a login, get a password, but don't tell anybody. It's totally legal, I promise. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's great. You you definitely want to see it. It's still in uh, select theaters, and I highly recommend going to see it in a theater, considering it is like a movie musical. And I just think those hit differently in a theater of some sort, whether it's it, whether it is a movie theater or not. Um, you just get a whole new, you get a whole new different experience, you know, than just sitting on your couch and like watching it. And, and like the thing about like sitting on your couch watching it is like you know, we're humans and we have short attention spans now and like we can like get distracted or we can be like, oh, popcorn's done and like go to the microwave and whip up popcorn and really not pay attention while the movie's going on or like go on our phone or whatever. So like highly recommend if you can go see it in theaters. Um, West Side Story is amazing. I gave a whole review about it. I had some people on. So Go check those out if you do watch it and you want to listen to those interviews over again or for the first time now that you're interested and you kind of know what we can talk about. Um, it's great stuff. I promise you, you won't regret that either. So that's all the Broadway news I have for you all this week. There, I know there was a lot, but there was just so many fun things to talk about and I definitely didn't want to over oversee any of them. Uh, really, it was just some great stuff going on. And speaking of great stuff, we actually have a great interview this week. So why don't we just turn it over to Annalise Garpacci? Annalise Garpacci, curtain up. This week, it is a true pleasure to introduce our first reoccurring guest on the podcast. This performer made her Broadway debut in A Christmas Story and then headed over to the Schubert Theater to be a revolting child in Matilda. And now, today, she's starring in Broadway's new musical comedy, Mrs. Doubtfire as Lydia Hilliard. Everyone, welcome back to the show, Annalise Garpacci. Hi! Hi! Oh my goodness. This is so exciting for me. We've actually never had someone back on the podcast who's already done it so this is very exciting but oh my god no pressure oh my god no pressure no (laughs) it's just it just proves how special that you are so it's just amazing stuff going on the last time we talked was like two years ago which is like insane um and so much has happened in that time Um, a lot yes a lot of things A lot of things and nothing all at the same time because it's, it's exactly. like Groundhog Day with this pandemic. Um, anyways, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Welcome. It's so good to see you again. Um, your newest project, I guess, has been your album that I'm like obsessed with and that I've I've literally talked about it for like three weeks in a row on this podcast before Liz even reached out. Oh my God. Literally, I, I'm obsessed with it and uh, I can't wait to talk to you about it. So talk to me about, you know, 
the album itself, like how long it took for you to, to create it and kind of what started that and all of that fun stuff. Yeah, so the album is called Pathetic Little Dreamer. It is a bunch of seven songs and it's streaming on all platforms, which is insane for me to st- to say. Still to this day, I can't even believe that I actually have original music out there in the world. Yes. And it started with the pandemic. I was in my kind of around because I think we the last time we spoke it was March of 2020 or like around the, like the very beginning of the pandemic. Right. And I was like in my room doing nothing like everyone else was. And it was the first time for me, I wasn't in school. I wasn't doing, you know, there were no auditions because it was a pandemic. And it was the first time I realized like, wow, this is like a load of nothing. (laughs) I feel like I don't know where I am or who I am anymore. Mm. Where am I? And so I saw my guitar sitting there in the corner. I was like, I guess I'll play it whatever and then behold came seven well it actually was 30 songs oh my gosh yeah i wrote about 30 songs throughout the pandemic and then i had to narrow it down to seven so does that mean we're gonna get like another one maybe like from the vault oh my god (laughs) here we go watch out annalise is coming (laughs) um that's so exciting 30 songs that's insane and that was literally like something you just picked up during the pandemic like you had no aspirations for it before you know I always thought about it but I never like when I was a senior in high school I used to write songs that was the first time I really like oh this is a cool thing that I can do but they were like these silly little campy songs that were like (laughs) not very good in my opinion but you know what they were good first songs to have and I feel like nobody likes their first songs that they write so um I think it's like all right, great. We're joining the family of the artists. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I started writing and the first song that I wrote was End of the Day, which is the final oh. track on the album. And I wrote it because I've, I was talking to a bunch of friends of mine and, you know, one of them wrote a song and, you know, sometimes you just want to impress someone because, you know, like, huh. Eh. I don't know, like, oh, no, yeah. I'll, write, I'll write a song, whatever. And um, I started writing it and it became this like very personal song about a real world situation that happened to me a couple years ago. And um, hmm. then it kind of just like flowed out. It, it started, it was end of the day first. And then like maybe two weeks later, my little voice came along. Uh. And then after that, it was just like, okay, oh, maybe I can do this. Then it was drive. And then it was just like all these things. And, and they all just had a bunch of ideas that were just flowing out of me. I'm obsessed. You know I'm obsessed with My Little Voice. I've told you that before. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The line, like, am I a one-hit wonder or someone who slips through the crowd? It gets me every time. And I'm just like, holy moly, what a line. I'm Thank obsessed. You. No, yeah. literally. I'm a lyrics nerd. And yes. I don't take credit for, like, I mean, obviously I wrote all my lyrics. But I don't take credit for, like, my ideas of lyrics because I give that all to Sarah Bareilles and Stephen Sondheim. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, literally, when I tell people, like, I'm listening to your album, like, if I tell my parents or, like, my siblings and stuff, I'm like, (laughs) you should listen to it. If you like Sarah Bareilles, you're going to like it. I don't know why it gives me that vibe. Thank you. I mean, that's kind of, like, my vibe. I mean, I kind of just worship the ground that she walks on. So, I mean, I... You know, it's kind of like Taylor Swift with Olivia Rodrigo, like how Olivia oh, looks yeah. up to Taylor. It's the same thing. And how, like, you know, you see those little nuances. I don't intend for them to be there. It's just it happens because that's just the kind of impact that she's had on me throughout the past millions of years. And it's cool, too, because it's not, like, clone of Sarah. You could clearly tell that it's your version, Thank but you. it has a lot of these, the tr- the music behind it more so than the lyrics because the lyrics are your stories and that's what's cool about it and um, it's yeah. vi- I always say like it's very like cerebrellis meets Broadway and then I'm like oh waitress <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm, I'm like oh yeah like that kind of vibe yeah sure um and I, I yeah I, I just love it I've been raving about it so Thank I'm you. glad that I'm able to have you on and talk about it um so is that kind of like you said you wrote 30 songs is that kind of how you picked it which whatever ones were like first were the ones you were releasing no I mean it turned out to be that way but I I was thinking as I was looking through all of them 
I kept just writing and writing and writing. And eventually my producer, Michael Moritz was like, okay, we have to pick songs. Like, <laughs> like uh-huh. you just keep writing. And I, it was, it's funny because Charlie was the last song that I wrote. Really? We had picked songs. We had picked all of them. We picked seven songs and all I wrote Charlie what? and I was like, but this Charlie needs to be on the album. Wow. And I, um, yeah, so Charlie was the last one and it almost didn't make it because I had all my songs picked. And then um, right before we sent uh, the charts to the musicians, mm-hmm. I said, oh, no, Charlie, we need to take this one out and Charlie needs to go in. Wow. So <laughs> one went back into the vault then, eh? Yeah, one's in the vault. Okay. It's just I there, sitting there. Interesting. I wasn't sure if there were like actually six uh, songs on the album originally and then that just added, but you swapped one out. I, I swapped one out. Um, and you know what? I think it was it was for the best choice because a lot of the songs that I was writing were kind of like the same song. Oh, okay. But like different variations of the same song. I mean, oddly enough, Pathetic Little Dreamer was um, a ballad at first mm-hmm. and wow. it had a very different feel. And then I realized that um, the melody was kind of similar to Somewhere Hovering Over Indiana. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm upset. Um, If you don't know where that's from, listeners, it's from A Christmas Story. Um, And I realized, oh, it's just the same song. Because, you know, like when you start like singing songs and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, God. That's not good. I'm like. You're not twelve, right? Um, this is not your song, um, <laughs> and and it would then pathetic little dreamer was kind of just like in a corner because I didn't know what I was going to do with it. So I wrote, I started writing it in July mm-hmm. at the beach, and I thought, what? listen, I was like, listen, I'm in this beach house in New Jersey, <laughs> having fun with my family. My show is closed. We're in the middle of a pandemic, yes. and I don't know what to do with myself. So I was writing, and I was like, this is pathetic. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, pathetic. And I wrote that down. And then I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh. <laughs> wow. Pathetic little dreamer in the mirror. And then I came up with this like ballad. And then the summer hovering melody came in. And then it left. And um, I can't. I can't. Yeah. That's and then I much. didn't know how to finish it. Uh huh. So I scrapped it and I was like, this is trash, done. What? And then in October, I started it up again. I was like, I need the concept. The chorus is the same. Obviously, it's faster now, but the verses and the, the way the music comes in, and it was like not intended to be that way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So this is crazy. You picked that one back up in October, and the album literally released in December. Yeah. <laughs> that would have had to be thing. a quick turnaround. Oh, no, wait. That was, um, no, because I wrote that in July of 2020. Oh, oh. It, so... And then October of 2021. Yeah. I've, I was going to say that's yeah, insane. These songs are like two years old, which is nuts. Wow. So you've been sitting on them for a while. Yes. And there's and that's why like I have so many more songs that are in my book that I've sure. written over these past two years. And I'm like, wow, if if I ever had the power that Taylor Swift has to do from the vault. You do like all songs from the vault. You have the power, I promise <laughs> you. Just do it. We're all like we're I'm all gonna, wanting I, more. I don't even know. I that would be really cool. 
Yeah, I'm obsessed. I, I'm your number one fan, okay? Thank you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I, I'm not ashamed. Um, I have so many questions, though. Um, like, do you, so you write your lyrics, but do you also write the songs? Do you have uh, the music? Do you have a collaborator? Like, how does the songwriting process work? Yeah, I mean, music and lyrics are all me. Wow. All the ideas are all me, but my producer, Michael Moritz, makes them soar. I mean, he arranges everything. He um, he helped. I mean, he guided all the musicians. But what was really cool about this project was that everybody recorded from home. Wow. Every single person. I've never met any of them except for Michael. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, Michael played the piano. I have never met. I've DM'd, like, all of them. But I've never met anybody who has played on my album. And oh they're incredible God. musicians. And I'm so grateful for all of them. Just – incredible people um and so talented uh just the world that we're living in today i know unbelievable that is fascinating um that's that's incredible uh did you play at all like on your album no i wanted to i wanted to play on charlie but then i realized like i think i just wanted to focus on the singing okay for now and then maybe i'll play eventually down the line but i don't know yeah Maybe live. I definitely will play them live. Okay. That's cool. I like that. And you you would play the guitar, right? Yeah, I'd play the guitar. Okay. Or ukulele, but there's no ukulele in any of the songs. We had a vault song that was ukulele. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we need it. We need it. Drop it. Sawyer Nunez (laughs) would be proud. Um, Oh, my God. Well, what what was I saying here? Um, With the... We were talking about guitar, sugar. I had a question, and then I was talking. I thought about Sawyer for some reason. Anyways, <laughs> we can move on. Um, so when you are like sitting there and you're you're writing, right? Like, yeah. obviously, you do you write the lyrics first? Do you think of the music first, and then do you sit with your guitar to figure out the music, or it kind of just comes to your head, like? What is that? It really depends on the moment. Um, Like, for example, a lot of my ideas come in my sleep. Really? Yeah. um, Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I I had a dream about something, and I woke up, and I had to record a voice memo of me singing it into my my phone, so I didn't forget it. And then I just finished it, like, last week. So it gets very strict. Like, things come – it depends on the moment. Um, I know for like my little voice, I was just around the house doing what I was doing. Like, I don't know, Mm. getting a snack or something and like I'll some start humming a melody Mm. and it became my little voice and I didn't write chords to it. It Really? I originally like wrote it just like acapella with the melody and the lyrics and Mm -hmm. I didn't write the chords at first. And then I was like, then I figured out the chords after I wrote the whole thing. That's so cool. Yeah. That's like a special special talent, like waking up in the middle of the night and being <laughs> like, I can sing. And like, I would be like, I'm just gonna. Uh. Oh, it's definitely like <laughs> random. And like, sometimes I don't even f- know what I'm saying or, or yeah. singing at the moment. And it's just like, sometimes it'll be like. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll, I'll wake up and I'm like, what? What did I think? Right. What I thinking? Oh and my then, god. Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Add it to the resume. Add it to it. <laughs> I guess. Seriously. I know, list of special skills. Literally singing <laughs> in the middle of the night. No big deal. Do you ever like wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I recorded something? Yes. And I'm like, really? what? what did I do? And then I'll listen to it. And sometimes it's so bad. Oh my god. And I'm like, Really? I woke up for that thinking that it was like some innovative moment in time when That's I really could have been hilarious. asleep. That's everything. So is your favorite song Pathetic Little Dreamer because that's like the album cover or like was no. that just like you? That was just I I knew the Pathetic Little Dreamer was something that people were going to question. Okay. And I I love the song, don't get me wrong. Um but it's not my favorite mm. just because of the way that um I mean, they're all kind of my favorite. They're I just they're all so different. Right. They're all so different, and right. I I mean, they're all like my babies. Yes. So I feel like 
have different favorites at the moment, like each moment that comes by. Um, currently, my favorite is end of the day. Okay. Because I love the the way that it kind of transformed into this thing that I never thought it could be. And that was all Michael. Uh-huh. Um, and both of us together. But um, he gave us he gave me the idea when we were recording right. and we did the background vo- vocals and I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, it's this so is, pretty. This is cool. Like I never thought in a million years that it could have this much impact. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just incredible. And I, I'll never forget like recording that. But And that and Seventh Stage of Grief. Oh, Those really? Those two are my favorites. Um, they were my favorites to record because wow. Seventh Stage is, I mean, they're both about real issues that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And there's something about record. I mean, they kind of all are, but these two are about specific people in my life. And um, I, there's something about recording something so honest in the, in your bedroom that like, you know, it was in my playroom, my childhood playroom. Cause I was back at home at the time Aww. living there before I moved into my apartment. And I was, you know, it's like, this is the room where all the, this is where I started singing. This is yeah. where I was dancing. This is where I would like throw us, a a softball at the wall (laughs) and like make up songs and like melodies in my head when I was five years old and where I would sing Grease, you know, at two, like this is the room. It's where it all began. And it was, there's something about doing your own music in the room where you grew up. It's just, it's really incredible. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. Um, So how did you like partner? Did you like, you're with Broadway Records, right? Yes. That it was produced with. Um, so, like, did did you reach out to them? Did they, like, reach out to you? How was that like? That was Michael. Um, okay. Michael has a great relationship with Broadway Records, and he um, he brought me up to them, and we started talking, and they were really interested, and we decided to collab. That's amazing. It's a perfect, like, team, you know? Like, yeah, they're super great. They're amazing. Um, and it's so cool that like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm with a label. <laughs> it's <weird>. Right. Literally. <laughs> it's so weird to think. Um, I always say that my life is so weird because it is, um, <laughs> it is weird. Like I'm in the only, best way possible. In the though. best way possible. Yeah. Like I'm only 22 and I'm just so grateful and blessed and right. it's just really cool. It's, this is insane. Why are we adults now? Uh, I don't I like know. it. Doesn't that make you want to throw up? It's disgusting. It's <laughs> so bad. I'm like, I still like, I'm like, where, when do I start to like consider myself as an adult? Like, can I just call myself a kid for the rest of my life? I called myself a kid in an interview the other day and I was really? like, I'm, I'm just a regular kid. And I went, but I'm not <laughs> because I'm 22. You're a full-fledged adult. I'm a full-fledged adult who can go to a store, buy a scratch-off, and a bottle of wine and not get in oh trouble. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's insane. I can't. It's, it's, it's too, too much. It's too much. Where it's did the time much. go? Um, so talk to me about Doubtfire. I mean, the last time that we talked, it hadn't, like, opened yet, like, in New York. Mm-hmm. or it had like three previews uh yeah. and then it, it shut down and uh we're kind of back in that spot now it's crazy <laughs> how this works you know history <laughs> seems to repeat itself here oh yeah um, um but talk to me like first like i don't we don't need to like get into the whole like pause and whatever because it's currently paused for covid yeah. and it's coming back april 14th right yeah Amazing. So everyone go get your tickets now for like that. Like right now. Like right, right now. now. Like pause um, and then go get your tickets and then come back. Well, you can continue to listen well, while yeah, you do that. Absolutely. Whatever floats your boat. Um, so Doubtfire, it fo- it finally opened. You had your opening night. Um, we did. What was that like? Because that looked oh electric. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was just like... It's the coolest thing. Like, I'm in this, like, really pretty dress. And yes. I was wearing my favorite color. And just the whole thing was just so, like, it was, like, at this huge release because mm-hmm. we finally did it. Like, we finally opened. We were like, right. wow, we're past it. We're past all of this. <laughs> Too late to think that. But anyway. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, we're past this COVID thing. Like, and this was, like, 
right before Omicron. So like mm-hmm. Omicron wasn't really a thing. COVID numbers were dying down. Like this was amazing. Um, it was electric and it was kind of like everything that we had worked for yeah. our whole lives was just leading up to this moment. And it didn't really hit me until I did my songs and then the show was over and then I got dressed and then I went to the party mm-hmm. and they were bringing me to do interviews uh-huh. alone. Oh. And I was like, I'm doing an interview alone with Broadway.com, with Broadway <laughs> World right now. You're fancy. Like, I'm doing an interview with Playbook. Like, what is going on? What is my life? Um, right. Like, these interviews that I used to watch when I was a kid <laughs> religiously and watch, like, Bernadette Peters and Patti Lapone do interviews and yes. I still look at the way they would answer questions. And I would, you know, I was trying to be, like, funny but you know it's kind of like this weird thing it's like people are injured you know it's like people are meeting me for the first time mm-hmm. because now it's like oh i'm this young adult who's playing a teenager and now i'm being like added into the new like young adults group yeah. i guess of broadway which is really awesome and i'm honored to be there um but yeah it was really amazing and then four days later i got covid um right after right. we opened um I got COVID on that Friday, which was mm. the day that my album was released. What? Yes. Oh my God, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, I got COVID on the day my album was released. My dad and I both got sick. No. And, um, yeah. But, Mixed emotions there. Yeah, it was like we opened and and then, you know, Omicron came along and decided to like sweep the week away. Holy moly. And then two weeks later, we had all the – and then we had to shut and then – um for a couple of weeks and then we came back right by Christmas time and two weeks later we were closed again. Oh my God. So you didn't like know that that this was going to happen. Like this whole no. like hiatus kind of thing. No, not at all. I didn't know wow. until like the day after or actually was it new? I think it was like the day after new year's day. Oh my God. Or whenever they, when the, the day that they announced it was the day that we found out. Right. Well, but obviously before they announced it, but it was that day. Right. Well, the one pro that we can take out of it is that, like, they're doing it so that it can continue. Absolutely. You know? I mean, we are so lucky to have a producer like Kevin McCollum who believes in our show and believes in us yeah. so much that he's doing everything he possibly can to save it. And mm-hmm. hell yeah, it worked. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Right. So that's when you're going to go see it on April 14th, everyone. April 14th. Get your uh, tickets today. This literally. is not an ad, but it is. <laughs> um, I, I fully support. Um, are, are there like any... So, okay. It opened in 2020. Yeah. It paused. It came back. And this is like, holy, this is like too much. So it didn't like fully have its opening when you guys came back. So were you able, even though you had shows, were you able to change things? Were you able to? Yes, you were. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. We changed a lot. Got um, it. I mean, there the entire opening number is brand new. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I sing part of it. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, it's called. <laughs> it's yeah. called. Yeah, it's called. What's wrong with this picture? Um, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I love it. It's so we changed that. I mean, also we were still in previews, so right. we were able to change anything we possibly could. And then we came back, and we were in previews for, I think, five weeks, six weeks. Sure. And it was crazy. I mean, it was like two months of previews, and. Um, we changed so much. It's like a totally different show. From like when it opened in 2020 or like from Seattle? like Both. Both. It oh my God. It changed a lot from Seattle to Broadway okay. the first time. And then Broadway, then Doubtfire 2.0. <laughs> we're going to call it 2.0 and 3.0. Um, right. Technically, it's 4.0 since we're counting Seattle. If you count Seattle, it's 4. Um, oh. So Doubtfire 2.0 which is October's start. Um, look at how insane this pandemic has caused. I know. What <laughs> I know. is happening? We're going through different versions of life. Um, so Dowfire 2.0, we added like a, a whole new song. We added the opening, which is brand new. Uh-huh. And um, You've Been Playing With Fire, which was formerly called You've Created a Monster, right. which is sung by Charity Dawson, who's unbelievable. Powerhouse. A powerhouse. And I 
can't believe I get to share a dressing room with her. It's amazing. Oh. And I, I ha ha, because I get to hear her sing every day. And you, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that whole number has changed. Different scenes have changed like little, like minor things with the script. Um, but yeah, we changed a lot. Right. Oh my God. That's insane. I love it. And are you still like, obviously it's like open. So like you can't change anymore. Can you? I don't think we can. I don't okay. know. I honestly don't know what the, I don't think we can. No. Got it. I think it's frozen. It's frozen. Okay. I love it. So, but like, will you like come back? Like, will you have some sort of rehearsal time to kind of get yourself back into the show? Yeah. I mean, also we're not sure like how many of us are actually coming back. So I think it's, you know, oh. I mean, like we're coming back, like, you know, I mean, there's always somebody always can get a job or um, right. have another opportunity. Um, so, you know, I think we're, we're definitely going to have rehearsal for like a week. Right. But it could be more, it could be less. Wow. This yeah. is insane. Isn't that crazy? What did we get ourselves into? I don't know. <laughs> Who advised this? Who said this was a good idea? Um, well, listen, I mean, you're just a Broadway star now. And like, I mean, you always have been, but <laughs> like, you. literally. Um, and now you're like a, a songwriter. So like, is there... Like, what is your your plan? Like, do you plan on, like, doing one thing? Do you want to do both? Do you want to write a musical? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, not to bring her up again, but, like, of course I'll bring her up again. Like, Sarah Bareilles is kind of who I'd like to be. Um, obviously, I will never be to that level, but... Um, <laughs> you I never mean, know that. She, I mean, I don't know, but we can I feel like she it. will manifest it. Maybe. Yeah, it would be a beautiful thing. Um, I just would love to create art in any kind of way that I can. I'd love mm -hmm. to write a musical. I want to write a book one day. Um, oh, I want to, you know, I'd love to do like television and film and write songs sure. for television and film. Like I think scoring a, a television show or a film would be really awesome. Yeah. Um, and continue writing. I'm definitely going to continue writing solo music. Okay. Because um, that's like my therapy. And um, yeah, I'll continue doing the acting thing. It kind of, it's all right. I, I like it a lot. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you really get at it. So I think you need to continue. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Um, but that's amazing. So what, like, th throughout this whole process in Doubtfire, like, you've been able to grow with it. Like, you, you've been with the show and you've been studying this character for, what, five years now? Um... Three. I was 19 when I was cast. What? Seattle was only three years ago? Yeah, 2019. Dear Lord. Um. Okay. So, yeah. like, three years. I mean, that's still a lot of time. Like, what yeah. in throughout, like, the whole process and throughout what we've been through the past couple years with the whole pandemic and, like, growing more, like, what have you found more in Lydia and in, in, in the show as a whole and as like a cast like do you see yourself ch making changes or seeing different perspectives like what's that like yeah absolutely I mean each configuration I feel like I grow mm -hmm. um especially like from Seattle to Broadway um and also the way that we've revamped the role of Lydia mm -hmm. between Broadway 2020 to Delphire 2.0 <laughs> um and yeah. it was really like the, we kind of revamped the character into the point where she's a much a fuller person she's okay. she's got she knows what she's talking about even though right. she's still a teenager she's the adult in the family right no questions asked and she has no problem telling her father like you this is ridiculous like what is wrong with you mm -hmm. and before she was kind of like not not afraid to speak her mind, but less open to speaking right. her mind. Um, so I, I, the way that Jerry um, Jerry Zach's is just incredible, and we've kind of we've worked on the role together, and he's I owe him everything to the oh. work that I'm doing. Honestly, um, the whole team truly is just unbelievable, and I owe them everything to what I'm actually doing on the stage I'd be lost without them but um yeah I mean there it also has changed because I'm 22 and I was cast when I was 19 I was still right. a teenager it was only four years removed from when uh, I was in the, that age when I was playing when I was a 15 year old mm -hmm. so it was only four years 
um, now I'm 22 and that's a lot of years and also like a totally different way of living life. I mean, right. Lydia, Lydia doesn't live on her own. Lydia, you know, Lydia can't even vote. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, Lydia can't even vote. So I, you know, it's totally different. I have so much more um, life experience than only a few years of life experience compared to what I had before. And also you add a pandemic on top of it, that adds a lot. Right. Um, but the main thing is our show is about one thing and that's love and mm. the lengths that you would go for those people that you love. And um, I think what's so important about our show is that we are all so close as a company and it shows on stage. And they're all, if I called them for anything, they would be running right here, right now, no matter oh. what they were doing. Um, they would drop everything and come over and help me if I ever needed it. And um, I think that's something that's so rare. And I mean, you've been in shows and I've also been in shows and you know how important that is. Yeah. And you have people who are by your side and every single person in that company and every single person in the creative team is that way. Right. And I think that's what we need. And um that that definitely has helped me grow as an artist and definitely Lydia as a character by having these incredible humans surrounding me. Absolutely. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolutely. And it's interesting because, like, you know, you face all these obstacles right now, especially, and, like, it sucks, but yeah. having that community and like having people that are are going through it with you just makes your bond stronger, and it like does wonders for for the show and your chemistry and everything else in between. Um, so, it, it, as much as it sucks, there are a lot of pros to to being involved in the show as long as you have, even though yeah. you may not have been able to perform it. It's so weird because it's like, it's been three years or almost mm -hmm. three. It'll be three years in the summer. Right. And I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that we've only, we've had like so few performances that don't right. even add up to a singular year. Yeah. And that's what's insane. Like, yeah. I would have been doing the show for so long by now. Like, if yeah. you think about it, like, wow. Well, like, I wonder, like, if you were performing it, like, would you have this longevity with it? Like, would you still be doing it? Yeah, I don't know. I know. Like, it's crazy to think I about do, all these things. It's so weird to think about how life has just played out. Yeah. It all it all happens for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. But I think that like, I think that it was it, the pandemic in a way was helpful mm -hmm. um, for certain reasons. I got to write all these songs. Yeah. And I got to learn writing the songs made me learn a lot more about myself, mm. and that helped me to become a lot more open in the room and a lot more focused in the room. Um, not that I wasn't sure. focused before, but focused on like things that were important and things that I never focused on before. So right. it was really helpful. And um, I mean, the character of Lydia has changed so much. So it's been really great getting to like, she grows with me as I grow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what's cool to see, like the the whole like arc and journey of an actor or performer with a character. I think that's like what's most fun to see on like TV shows, like when they yeah. run for like nine seasons, you're like, Oh, my God, I can see them grow as they're growing. It's so cool. It's so great. Um, Yeah, seriously. So I guess like, you were saying like the whole performing thing. And you know, I it's I guess that's like a pro during this like hiatus, like, 
the first one <laughs> i guess the first one i don't even know anymore <laughs> um the first one like literally like shut down yeah like everyone was shut down like now during this time you've been able to perform and you've been doing like cabarets and stuff like yeah. does that does that kind of keep you like I don't know, like engaged with your craft and like, does that you find that helpful? Like, what does that whole experience? Yeah, I mean, it's so much fun. I mean, I perform because I love it and I enjoy it. And, um, you know, sometimes your brain gets in the way because it's like, oh, this thing that keeps shutting down that you love to do so much, it keeps shutting down and it it hurts. Right. Um, So then you go to do other things and you you try and sing and it's like, is this going to hurt me like that did? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, but you know what? You got to get over it <laughs> and you know, just got to go out there and have fun and live your life and live in the moment. And um, I'm doing like two shows this weekend. Cabarets. Oh, yeah. Do- doing two more cabarets this weekend. I'm actually going to be doing Broadway sings Adele, which is oh. crazy. It's Wait, like, when is that? It's on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's on Monday. It's my Sony Hall debut, which I've never even been there. Oh. Um, And Lena Hall is also singing. I love her. I am obsessed with Lena Hall for not because of Hedwig, not because of Hedwig, but because the fact that she did the search for Elle Woods and auditioned (laughs) for Elle Woods and got cut and then said, it's okay. I'm going to go win a Tony Award. Right. As she should. As she should. And they did a reunion and she just like she's just so cool. Oh my god. She's the I'm coolest girl. I'm so excited to meet her. She's the coolest and she's also like the nicest. Oh my god, like, I'm so excited. She like fully has a motorcycle and she like rides it in the city. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God. That's she's, iconic. No, she's like one of the coolest people ever. Seriously. This is so exciting. Yeah, she's the best. You're gonna love her and she's gonna love you. Are you kidding? Oh my kidding? god, I'm so excited. Um, I love that you're doing all of these like fun, like Broadway sings Adele because you kind of just did like a Jonas Brothers one and I Olivia did. Do Rodrigo. you see my pillow? Oh my! Of course I see the pillow. Are you kidding? It was like the first thing I recognized. <laughs> I was like, of course she does. I love that. I I, I love that Broadway's doing all of these fun things. Oh, uh, we had a blast that night. I mean, yeah, both nights. But the Broadway sings the Jonas Brothers. Fifty Four sings the Jonas Brothers. We had so much fun, and I was like belting to every song yes because obviously i'm like their biggest fan and I know, every, <laughs> I know every song right i love how like every time i talk about the jonas brothers i get like out of breath oh yeah. <laughs> i'm like nervous. a i'm like a four-year-old it's ridiculous it's like it's I'm okay six. it's ridiculous. your face is getting red but it's I'm okay You're, it's just blush. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it it's so cute though i it's I it's can't. fun. It's that, fun. I mean, it's yeah. like your first crush, you know? It's like it, one of those I mean, things. it is. I mean, I, I, Nick Jonas and I have been engaged since I was six years old. It's okay. He's it. married and is a father now, but like, it's okay. I right. get it. I think I was getting married to Nick Jonas at four years old, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but that's that's hilarious. It's totally like, I feel like one of these songs that we're about to to listen from Annalise Garpacci in her career is, one is just going to be about the Jonas Brothers and being engaged to Nick at four <laughs> oh years old. Oh, my God. Um, Honestly, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I should. I really should write something about them. Oh my god. It could Maybe be like a day. secret message too. It doesn't even need to be like Joe Bros. <laughs> Maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I'm I I'm the ideas guy. I can't I could never write a song, but I can give you thousands of ideas. Um oh my god. it's so fascinating. Um so then this coming May, you're about to graduate. Ah, like there's I know. <laughs> so there's all of these amazing things going on in your life, and now you're about to be done with school. And so like what is what is happening? What is senior year like while you're in a Broadway show, while you're releasing music, while you're doing all of these incredible things? You know, I was I'm actually all finished with my classes. So oh. I technically have graduated. I didn't graduate because I'm gonna walk down with them in May. Amazing. So I'll get to walk down with my friend Sammy. Um, so that'll be great. And we'll get to like graduate oh. and have the actual ceremony because it's like a big deal. I've yeah. been going to school technically for five years. Um oh, okay. Because I took off because of the pandemic, so I took that whole gap year right. um, to do the 
to do Dowfire, but then a pandemic happened. So then I went back to school and did my junior year one year behind. And I, my school was really great and I was able to get 16 credits worth. I had to make an entire portfolio of everything that I've ever done. And I was able to get out of um, classes and I able, was able to get 16 credits worth of courses wow. based on all of the professional work that I had done um, in my life. I, so basically from like even, it didn't even have to be professional. It could have been, like, right. I've been taking ballet classes since I'm two years old. Oh, wow. So I can get out of this class. And I had to like write essays for eight, I think it was, I don't know, however many classes it was, I had to write essays explaining why I did Holy that. Um, why I could get out of those classes and why I gained the information that I did sure. um, in order for me to be exempt from taking these courses and in actual time. And that left me with three classes left. And I was able to take them all last semester while everything was going on. And they were really great with letting me do virtual. So Uh I basically sent in self-tapes every week and they gave me feedback. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, they were really great. Yeah, the pros of going to performing arts school. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. sometimes sometimes (laughs) (laughs) um no that's sick like that's so worth it i know like at the time it's like essays suck um but i love to write so uh right yeah it really wasn't an issue (laughs) well that's good then it's then in your case it's totally (laughs) worth it i was like i was always i always loved school i love school and I love I love writing essays i love writing papers what Um, oh yeah i kind of i kind of miss it Oh, if you ever want to write another I, one, let I, me know. I actually <laughs> miss writing. Like, yeah? Essay, like if people like ask me, I love writing essays. Wow. I love it. And I miss it so much. And um, like, but it, I never liked reading. I never liked reading mm. books that my teachers told me to read. I love to read. Right. So now I read all the time. Okay. But when I was in school, I hated reading because I never liked any of the books that they chose. And the idea of reading because somebody told me to is yes. aggravating. Yes, um, I agree. And I have zero patience. Um, but writing, I can write an essay like in two seconds. I it's love writing It's so essays. true. Like, um, I feel like when you like read a book, like your mind is so powerful that it just is like, oh, they're telling me to do this. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, and so like, automatically before even giving it a shot it's just like i don't like it exactly your brain is so powerful yes i i always i can i literally convinced myself that i hated to read and (laughs) i like if i told you the amount of books that i have on my bookshelf that i haven't touched because i i can't even get through them because they're so you know there are just so many right and they've been there for a while because obviously i was like occupied and doing things but i read when i can and i absolutely love to read oh i love that yeah. That's amazing. So you're basically graduated. That's amazing. And then it's going to be official graduated. in May. That's yeah. insane. What is happening? Well, I mean, that's so exciting, honestly. And then April 14th, I mean, April, May. Oh, my God. You have so much going on. I April's know. the opening. May's graduation. Um, but you're killing it and you're doing so many great things. Thank so you. Yeah, of course. And once again, like everyone check out pathetic little dreamer on all music platforms like apple music spotify broadway records um all of the all of the places that you get your music and then of course go see mrs doubtfire on april 14th which is so exciting i didn't get to see it yet so i i will be one of those people there uh april 14th you're gonna um, love it Oh my I god! Have so much fun. You have to come with your family, though. Really? Yeah, it's a okay. fa- it's a family show. I mean, you okay. Can co- I mean, you can come twice if you'd like. But well, I probably will. Honestly, I mean, it's really like my friends who come with their families. Yeah, love it because it's such a family show, and mm. the ending. You, I mean, you go into the theater thinking that you're gonna be like, oh, it's a comedy, but you right. leave the theater. And you're like, wow, I really needed that after all this time. Oh. Because it's after a pandemic when we couldn't see our families or like our extended families, it was like we realized what it was like to be away from them. Mm -hmm. And now this show is about love and family and just everything in between. So it's like, it's nice. It's like a warm hug. Totally. And it makes sense. I mean, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is such, like, a family, like, movie, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one that you would watch with your family mm-hmm. that uh, it makes sense that the Broadway version is the same. Um, yeah. 
Amazing. So once again, yeah, everyone go check it out. And then what is your social media so that they can follow like all of your fun little cabarets that you're doing before so they like miss you performing, they can go see it. Yeah, so my Instagram is just my name. It's Annalise.Scarpacci. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Facebook for all the people who have that still. Apparently Facebook's like <laughs> What dying. is that? What is I Facebook? You um, mean meta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, I'm also on the Twitter. I am also on the TikTok. Yes. Oh, my God. How did I not talk to you about that? <laughs> The TikTok, I, <laughs> the Patty Lapone. Come on. Well, honestly, I you know not to like. Apparently, legally blonde, <laughs> legally blonde is trending. Yes, I posted a video of me and legally blonde when I was fifteen years old. Uh huh. Currently, has two point one million views. I know. I'm one of those likes. I don't know <laughs> how that occurred, but if you want to follow me for more, like my TikTok is is hilarious yes like because i like to make fun of myself as you can hear (laughs) in my album most of my album is just me making fun of myself majority of i don't write love songs but i mean it's just like my tiktok i just love to make fun of myself so if you'd like to follow along on my craziness please follow my tiktok (laughs) yes yes tiktok which is annalise.scarpacci again it's just my name straight through annalise scarpacci oh great amazing so yeah everyone do it i swear to god it's a fun follow which <laughs> tiktok in general is fun so, it's so much fun um well annalise thanks again I, I honestly this was so much fun it was great to catch up and uh, yeah. i'm just so proud of everything that you're doing and Thank it's just you. so cool to see and like root you on from the sidelines and everything Thank you. yeah sorry the giants haven't been great speaking oh my of god sidelines, but that's what? a whole nother podcast yeah, that's a whole other, <laughs> we could talk about that for years we'll have to get john on and talk to him about oh, it absolutely <laughs> Well, seriously, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Take about Annalise Garpacci. Talking to her about Mrs. Doubtfire and her album. Um, and of course, like graduating and all that stuff. It's, it's so exciting. It's crazy to think that all of this is happening all at once. Um, she's doing some incredible things. And uh, it's just a really exciting time for her. So I was excited to bring her on, kind of promote her music a little bit, promote Mrs. Doubtfire. Hopefully in doing that, uh, it made some of you at least interested in going to check out her music it's on literally every music platform so even like where you're listening to this you like you may be listening to this on spotify right now you could literally go listen to her songs right now on the same app um so i really encourage you to check it out she's got some great stories to tell and the way that she does it through song is just absolutely beautiful and uh i think she's got some it's definitely relatable so you'll definitely want to check it out and you'll definitely be singing it in the shower or singing it uh, on the subway or wherever you may live on public transportation or screaming it in your car um all of that is great and uh it's definitely stuff that you will be doing because once again, it's happening. It's happening in my household for sure. Thank you, Annalise, for coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you again, and hopefully we have some exciting stuff in the works um, for for the future with Annalise and Take a Bow. And speaking of that, uh, exciting things in the future and everything... I, I want to remind everyone that Take a Bow is doing a live show on April 18th at the Green Room 42. It's a Monday at 9.30. It's going to have some incredible Take a Bow previous guests performing and interviewing. It's going to be a little pod beret. Uh, it's definitely something you won't want to miss. Tickets are on sale. Go check them out at thegreenroom42.com uh, on their website, and then you can just search Take a Bow. And uh, yeah, that's some exciting stuff going on. And I want to also take a moment to thank everyone who's been following along on social media, on Instagram, and especially TikTok. We're almost at 2,000 followers, and we are growing at a rapid rate, like a rapid rate on both social media and with our listenerships. So welcome all you new listeners. And I really appreciate all the help and the support and uh, the the kind words for sure. If you want to follow us, we're at Take About Podcast on all platforms. It's definitely a good follow. I highly recommend it. Go follow us. Go follow Annalise. She's got some great content too, which we talk a little bit about. And uh, yeah, that's kind of all I have for you all today. So 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Take a Bow, and we are one episode closer to our 100th episode. So really excited for it, and uh, it's been a crazy ride, and I appreciate you all tuning in every week. And with that being said, I look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.